Hi everybody, my name is Martin Halberg. I work as a creative director at FDecline, which is a part of AFRI. Please tune in on this episode together with Mustafa. We are talking about sound in general, but also creativity and why you should dance more. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif, an urban planner, and you're more than welcome to join my big journey of exploring the making of smarter and more livable cities. Please don't forget to follow Urbanistica on the different social media platforms. And also let's connect on LinkedIn. Big thanks to Urbanistica podcast partner, Afri. Afri is an international engineering and design company providing sustainable solutions in the fields of energy, industry and infrastructure. Are you ready for a new episode? Let's go for it. story and we have an amazing storyteller. I have the pleasure to welcome you, Martin, to Urbanistica podcast. Hey, and welcome. Hey, and thank you very much, Mustafa. Great to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. And I'm great, actually. I think it's a, I'm in a good mood. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's so hard to get you to the podcast, like you're the, <laughs> one of the most difficult. <laughs> guess. I'm very sorry for that. I mean, it shouldn't be so hard. Um, but I also wanted to take some time for it because I think it's really important what you have here. Uh, so I wanted to have some time to to think about things yeah, yeah. as well in before. So thank so, you. Yeah, sorry. No worries. Thanks for coming. And I'm also like I know you. You're like busy with project. Also busy with winning so many prizes, <laughs> many awards. <laughs> yeah, it takes time as well, right? How many? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, it's too many, man. Too many. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 actually now we have a we have a special project that is uh, competing in a lot of different uh, competitions categories as well. So it's it's winning a lot. Um, so that is that is fun. We are actually tonight we're going to to Grand Hotel here in Stockholm and uh, for a, for a gala and hopefully we win something there as well. You never know. But and also we have won the Red Dot Design Award for the same same project. It's it's Yale a Yale project. Uh, as a abloy, as a abloy brand, so uh, yeah, it's fun. Amazing, yeah. amazing! Cong- congratulations to you and to the team behind all this uh, amazing project. Thank you very much. So uh, you are our storyteller for this episode, and I'm really happy that you're here because, like, before I joined Afri, I had that kind of no idea about like sound and how we work with sound. But now, when when, when I joined Afri for two years ago, I saw like after Clang, it's amazing. You're part of this company and you work with like all in sound and creating this experience so i'm i'm super curious the listeners as well how would you like to introduce yourself to us oh wow a good question um i'm an almost two meter tall guy 45 year old (laughs) born and raised here in stockholm um now living with my wife and three kids um i um a uh, sound nerd from start i would really say from from 
like I was I was seven years old or something. Like how? In every aspect, I would say. Like I like sound and I like music in particular. I've worked with music for all my life, but also with sound. Um, and it's actually started when I was around seven, when my father turned forty and got a synthesizer. Okay. As a present, and from that. I'm hooked with sound. <laughs> it sounds crazy. It's actually, it's actually, now the presentation becomes <laughs> a little bit strange, but it's actually, my parents used to say that one of the first words that I started to say when I was like a, a really small kid yeah. was my own kind of word, uh, which is alate. Alate. And for me, that meant, what's that sound? So I was in the stroller. Yes, I was in the stroller and said like alate. <laughs> and that was like But it's 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 not like a proper it's not an official word in the language. It's like a baby sound. Exactly. It's a baby sound. So it was my, my I think it's what my my interpretation of uh, vad låter or something. Yeah. Uh, so it became alate in my world. <laughs> so it's actually I mean it, it sounds like something that you make up. But it's actually true. So, so it's from 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 that age. Amazing. Uh, so, so how was your childhood? Like you, you told me, like you're interested in sounds. How 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 did you do that? I I mean I I uh, actually when my, my father got the synthesizer, I I built my first little band, my group. Uh, we used to we have a summer house close to Helsingborg, so we often in in the summer we went to a Chinese restaurant called the Golden Bamboo. So my band was called the Golden Banana. <laughs> so <laughs> me and a friend had this synthesizer band called Golden Banana. Like your branding uh, skills already started. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I took something from one place and put it in another place. Exactly. And um, so then we, we started to develop this synthesizer music. But in the, it's actually in the, in the what do you say, like mid-grade, when you're in the fourth grade or something, I bought my first sampler. Uh, so I had this Atari computer and a sampler where you can sample around, I think it was seven seconds or something. Okay. And at that time you had these old, not mobile phones, but like stationary phones. And that yeah. was really easy to hack. So you can just open <laughs> them and connect yourself to the phone. So it was super funny to just call up some person. And when they answered, like, you want some? You could just record them and then play, you pitch the sound and play it back to them. Do you want some? <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> exactly. It felt like a demon like yeah, doing yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. And also you can reverse the sound and play the reverse sound backwards as well. So we had a, I mean, it was like rolling on the floor laughing around it, but it was super fun. But it's, so I started actually to, to elaborate with sound already then. And also when, when we did like school works for, for the music class and things like that, my classmates came to my house and record things. And we did ah, so like you're the, like uh, all in professionally at <laughs> that to, time. To, yeah, we used computers, but also got into DJing. I went to a DJ school at Fryshuset in Stockholm and like uh, learned the DJ skills and like had the computer and the DJ thing. And I mean, and we were dreaming about having the studio and buying real samplers and things like that, but they were so super expensive at that time. So it was no, no thing that you could do. So, and from then I, I, I also played the cello during this time from, um, from, I think second grade and upwards and also the drums. So cello and drums and a little bit of piano as well. So that was something also that were incorporated in this. 
Um, so a little, lot of different band constellations, a lot of music production, and a lot of things like that uh, went on and become more and more serious as as more as a profession. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As, as older I, I got. Um, yeah. But what, what what did you study? Did you study like a, an academic? I, no, I don't have an academic degree. I have studied a lot of different courses, but not the examiner. Uh, so I have. I have I've studied music technology, like the sound technician thing. Yeah. And I've studied a lot of different courses like literature and mm. film and art and things like that. Yeah. At Stockholm University. Uh, but we ha I have never like a formal five years of uh, engineer sound engineering or something like this. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing like that. Then then all the like young generation will love you because like uh, <laughs> you know like everyone now like <laughs> let's skip uh, universities and just learn from YouTube and. But I will say something about that maybe later on. But it's it's yeah, not yeah. that good. But it's... We, we're gonna talk about this as well. So how how did it happen that you start to work with sound instead of like uh, being a musician or or? Good question. I mean, I I I wanted of course like a lot of money. Other people wanted to become an artist or like a professional musician, and we have this, we have this uh, production um, constellation called Slippery People, where we produced a lot of different type of electronic music, like house music, old school house music, lo-fi house, I think it's called nowadays, uh, instead of like EDM. Um, but um, but I mean, we put a lot of effort in it, a lot of time, but it wasn't something that you could live on i mean and also those days it, it's very different from now it which was, years are we talking about this is around the end of the 90s i mean it's like 98 99 i mean it's a long time ago i, mean, I don't know how you will nine, 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 93 93 like yeah, after yeah. the banana band <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it was not sustainable? No, it was not sustainable. And also I got the actual an offer from, from an, a production company called DeLorean in Stockholm then, back then. And it was, they were producing pretty much all of the commercial radio at that time uh, and did a lot of post-production as well. And I was really into that and thought it was super interesting. So I started to work there. As a? As a sound engineer, I mean, sound technician, and also a producer of different type of, 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 of sound designer. Um, and uh, so I worked there for two years. And then I played with my band, Slippery People, in Malmö, and happened to meet my former wife, Bear. Um, so they that messed up the plans a little bit. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> as usual. As usual. So exactly. <laughs> Maybe people could relate to that. Yeah, I think all of us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, almost like, oh, I moved to this city. Uh, guess why? <laughs> guess why? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I needed to move <laughs> to move to Malmö. But I actually love it now. But it's, uh, so I've, I moved to Malmö and started my, my own agency you could say or production company in malmo yeah um so yeah and that that's changed the the entire future <laughs> the entire, actually that's true it changed the entire future yes yeah that's true yeah so what, what uh, like you started your own uh, company and what was the focus of your company when i moved i wanted to start all over and not produce any radio any commercial radio at all I was fed up with that. I thought it was like, uh, I didn't like it. I, I thought it was... Too much of fake selling? Or? <laughs> yes. And also the short, I mean, all this short... Like 30 seconds or no. How, how long How long is... It's 30, I mean, often 30 seconds. 30 sometimes. is good, right? Yes, 30 is good, but it can also be one minute and things like that. 
And I mean, we are still working with now at FT Clang. So I don't, I mean, this was me oh, then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And also, I, I mean, I was fed up with it because I had worked a lot with it for two years. So I yeah, wanted to do something else. So, yeah. so it's just like, uh, I wanted to change a little bit of perspective. Exactly. Um, because I have, during my, my uh, I mean, during this time, I've also worked a lot with different type of, of arts also with sound. I mean, nice. both music, but also for theaters, for example, and for, for movies as well, also short films. And I mean, did a lot of different type of productions. So I, I was more into that. Yeah. Um, so when I started, something called Radja Sound Design Agency in Malmö. Um, I, I wanted to, yeah, to, to, to um, do a little bit of research of what you can do actually with sound. And this was around 2004. And uh, I mean, started with, then I, I actually jumped on and uh, laid the ground for uh, uh, a, a channel in the national radio called Dingata. Uh, which is, um, yeah, it's a sub-channel to, to Petri, I think, now. Um, but was locally in Malmö then, starting up then. So we produced, before Dingata fans, uh, before Dingata um, started, we actually produced uh, 10 different pilots, 10 different wow. shows for, for something, for the new channel. And one of this uh, program was called Din Mamma, it was a hip-hop show like, like your mom exactly in your english. mom in, in english and they took that should i beep this <laughs> like Ooh. i don't know i don't know <laughs> they actually took it and, and then they wanted to use the the thought the idea was fun but the, your mom was not, a was good not thing. fun <laughs> no. but maybe your street instead so Dingota okay. is your street in yes. in swedish yeah yeah this is so funny. Like now, you're like giving the the titles like of of your band. Of your... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why are you always choosing these names? I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they took it and and uh, went for it, and then now the the channel has become really successful. Um, so we were producing two DJ shows for that that um, channel for for I think it was three or four years. Um, so that laid the ground for my production company, but then I started to do something different uh, other things as well and the interesting thing was that the in germany something started called the audio branding society uh and it was pretty new at the time one person called julian treasure was an, an englishman who have started to work with this and talk about sound and talk about like branding and how to attach a sound profile around a brand um so they, three guys in Germany wanted to, to gather all the people that working with this. So I went there uh, on my own and I was like the only Swedish person there. I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, I think it was maybe 50 people uh, there. Um, and they had these lectures and we had a lot of discussions and some workshops around this. And um, this is now developed. It's still going on. It's okay. now called... It's like a movement or community? Exactly. It, it's, it's, uh, it's a community. It's a society. They also have a, uh, a sound prize now okay, uh, nice. called ISA. Um, and and uh, so, I mean, now it's established and I think it's around 200 agencies that are, are connected to this. Um, so, but just, I'm, I'm telling you this because I, I think that is interesting that the, the, I mean, the audio branding niche was starting around that and has developed a lot since then and i have like 
surfed on that wave <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. for these years until now. Um, so so uh, it was uh, it has been really interesting to to work close with this this new development and also getting to know everybody in this business. Um, so um, so you, so you came back with, with, to Sweden with a lot of knowledge and ideas and like and yeah, inspiration, passion, inspiration, exactly. yeah, 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 exactly. And started to to work with Audio Branding actually in 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 Sweden back then. And then was was I mean no one. That's very early. Like you're one of the early adopters, right? To this. Yes, it was very early. So Did people understand what you do. Now or then? Then, like then, when you came no, back and no. explaining to them, like, hey, we can do branding with. It. I, I I mean, they could understand theoretically, but then finding the budget for it and started to think about, I mean, the importance of it. It was, uh, I mean, it was hard then. Um, and uh, but I mean, the more the more the new examples came, and and I mean, companies working in a good way with the type of of, of um, profiling and creating this profile around things, then it actually just started to evolve, and, and more and more companies wanted to have it. I mean, it's like every business; it's a lot of anxiety in the business. I mean, you want not someone else to go first, and then you can go after. So, Elaine, I, mean, I think in Sweden we are like a bit careful. True. True. Too too careful. Exactly. We we wait for everybody else to do it, to try it. Exactly. Let's see if they fail or not, and then we can do it. And then we do exactly the same yeah. as everybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. So yeah, so you you continue in your business like own company, and what happened after? Um. So we actually developed a little bit. We were uh, around five people at the Radio Sound Design Agency. I took in uh, a CEO as well. So I was the creative director. We have a CEO and. We started to work with a lot with physical environments like uh, shopping malls. What's the thing at the time? We worked with a shopping mall in in Malmo called Emporia. So with together with Vin Gorge, the Vin Gorge were developing it, and we were creating this different kind of of soundscape for different environments, different squares at Emporia, uh, and it was really really fun to do, and also super i mean successful i would say like both the environment came to life in a certain way with these soundscapes where we we actually have had five speakers on top of each other for this ocean plaza which one of is one of the six different squares you can actually go by escalator and travel through the soundscape by by going higher every level so you have deep water sounds down down below and you have like waves and shore sounds and seagulls top. on the top and then you can go like how how do you create this concept is it like together with the client or like you just look at the place and you go like, okay this is this looks like this how how do you do that it's it's of course you need to have the the workshops before you need to gather all type of information around it and what they are want to what they want to enhance from this place um and also i mean it's a lot of, of of thinking about what type of visual elements are standing out in this place what will people look at how will they feel when they come here how can we enhance the things that is already there so we don't come in with the concept that is like you mean uh, crashing with something that is in the environment so is so is sound secondary first is architecture and the form? I would say that. I would say that. And then sound is something you complementary. 
Exactly. It's complementary, but it's also very, very powerful. Yeah, so yeah, if, yeah. You, if you do it in the right way, you will get a much stronger... The full experience. Exactly. Yeah. The full experience, and we get a much stronger expression from, from the physical environment. Um, so, but if you do it in the wrong way, it can also, I mean, if you put the wrong music to a, a certain type of uh, environment, it can also feel very awkward, and also the environment can... can I mean, it could be the opposite. Yeah, it's like uh, the backfire. Have you been in such like places? Yes, I guess you. Have. I, I'm certainly like with have. the with the wrong wrong music. Ma- that's not yes. really matching with the place. Yes, uh, a lot actually, and and uh, and it's. I mean, sometimes you don't have. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's because it's it's. Uh, they have missed the attention to detail sometimes. I mean. It can be also when in in retail environments, for example, when you have the a certain chain playing maybe radio, commercial radio, and suddenly you hear uh, commercial spots for another company that is like a competitor to your company. <laughs> that is like super crazy. You hear commercials yeah. from you don't you, you have no control over the the sound environment. Yeah. So that is often happening actually. Um, and it, there's a lot of other different. What, what do you, What do you think about the toilets with the radio music? Um, radio music, I don't know, but we have sell. I mean, we have a lot of of soundscapes for toilets. A lot of projects we have done. That tell us. We have have, um, for example, in um, Ica, a big warehouse for Ica. They had uh, they have this this um, bottom floor, uh, bottom floor, where there's a lot of trucks going around and a lot of a um, lot of action things happening. Uh, there they have. Uh, I think it was ten different uh, toilet packages um, okay. where we got the opportunity to do something there, and then we went full on. Uh, we made uh, ten different sound concepts when it comes to to toilets. So it was one disco toilet with like a, <laughs> uh, a mirror ball and okay. everything, and only disco music. Yeah. It was one. Um, like poetry, poetry toilet with with like poetry, re- reading exactly read poetry, but also things in the wallpaper around. Yeah. It was one jungle toilet. <laughs> I think it was one like Sex in the City toilet yeah. with like you have this shoe, high heel shoe in the in the <laughs> ceiling and things like that. Um, and also one water toilet with the 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 shore and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they got really really pleased with this because it's I mean to work with the unexpected is actually something that has a really high effect so when you least expect things if you show that you actually took care of that type of environment you will get a super strong effect from that so i mean it sounds silly when we talk about it like this but it's actually is something that is a quality thing i can imagine because like i also stress this point that um, all the projects count every single place on this planet counts so you don't need to work on a super cool fancy uh, project in a football arena just to to talk about it but even like as you mentioned as a toilet maybe this is the smallest like could be a project or a space exactly maybe four or six six square square meters right exactly yeah yes. so every single project and it's exactly and that when, you, when you add up all these things yeah. then you get the expression of the whole area so sometimes it's just a little small detail that actually makes the whole thing and also when you start to think about that they actually cared for all these things yeah. it's like being in a we had a, this conference this weekend actually after clan conference and we were staying at the arne jacobson hotel in in uh, in copenhagen like the collection hotel 
And there you can see all the details that Arne or his team have thought about. I mean, all the the angles of things in the room and also how the uh, how the, the materials go over to i mean yeah. the, the the transition the transition exactly between the materials and when you start to think about that i mean the, those small little details you really feel cared about so so i think it's a really a good way of 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 showing uh yeah showing. that you you care like yeah exactly exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. i i want to ask you like uh, because you read uh, the research, like if you're in the nature, listening to the the voice of nature, birds and the trees and this wind, it gives like uh, how to say uh, the the body an extra positivity and has an impact on our bodies and brain. So when we do like an artificial sound in the city or in a hotel with the nature, also does it get the, the same effect on us? Or it's a really good question. Uh, I could answer. I can answer it in two ways. I think uh, so. It's both yes and no. <laughs> I mean, um, a part of that effect is actually something that you can use artificially. I mean, if you're listening to bird songs, you will get a part of the effect uh, of being in the forest yourself. At the same time, all these um, impacts, all these uh, impressions that you get in the forest, are a sum of a lot of different factors. And when you're only listening to a sound, one factor in an office, for example, you don't get the whole effect, of course. So we can use it. I mean, it's, there's a lot of studies that shows that, for example, the stress levels go down, the heart rate go down when you exactly. have listened to bird songs. So that's why it's played in, in a lot of airports or yeah. just like stressful environments. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's used in that way. And it's also, it's not only for like, lack of creativity from sound designers is actually for because it has an effect on us uh, so you can use it in that way but if you also think about what other factors there are in that room and maybe find other ways of also communicating the same thing you can actually get a lot more effect of it okay okay so so but at the same time uh, i mean your question is can we just build up this fake sound yeah, environment like, yeah. and then it like feels a forest? I'm in the city, but I I listen to a forest. Exactly. Um, I I I uh, I think that we should. I mean, this is a super big subject. I'm yeah. used to talk about how we can remix the city of uh, the city soundscape because there's a lot of sounds in the city that we as humans are not. I mean, the sounds are not meant to be listened to. It's just consequences of other things, actually. I mean, take the cars, for example, the traffic sounds. It's just a, it's a lack of energy. That type of energy could actually go into the engine and become movement instead. It's that, instead, it's leaking out to us. Ah, you mean like transforming the sound wave? Exactly. It's leaking out, it's, it's leaking out as sound waves. And then we have to listen to it because it's just a, a, like a, yeah. a, a consequence of, of um, what it's, what the engine is producing. Um, and now we have much more control over it because we are starting to actually starting to design the, the sound of the engines. Uh, and then we can actually, I mean, uh, I mean, it's still a lot of sounds coming from the friction, from the tires against the, against the ground, against the concrete. So that is something that is harder to, to do something about. But the engine sound is actually something that we can reform and by that we can actually create 
the the future traffic sound of the city because we have that in control now. Um, so if we start to think about that, we can actually lower the traffic volume and also try to enhance other types of sounds in the city, like, as you said, like forest sounds, for example. That, that is something you can do, can do artificially. I mean, you can put in speakers in some ways, but the best way is actually to have the sound sources in the city. I mean... Like the tree. The tree, exactly. Oh, okay. and, and, I mean, have, have birds coming to the tree, actually, and create the sounds from the, the sound source instead of just playing it through a sound file. This is fun because like you're working with sound and you're supposed to say, yes, I will install like a speaker here and uh, I will fix this for you. And now you tell me, no, just a plant a tree. Absolutely. <laughs> there is actually a lot of sound, a lot of projects for us when we were working with landscape, landscape architect, yeah. architects, for example, we are suggesting different type of materials because the sound from the gravel is in a certain way, for example. We can also design the sound from, from a fountain. You can have use different type of of um, I always forget the word like nos something for for uh, when the this water come out you yeah. have a different dimensions on that okay, yeah and that can also create different types of sound so you can um, you can actually work only with mechanical sounds when you're doing sound design as well and create that type of sound mix yeah. Just like shout out to your team because like my team here in, uh, in Stockholm, Urban Planning and Design, yep. we do a lot of projects with your team. Yeah. And they are so super happy every time they go out from a workshop with your team. They'd be like, oh, we learned so many cool things today oh, wow. <laughs> about like material <laughs> and so on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, li I like this like uh, collaboration between exactly. like designers and, and, and sound. We have a lot of great examples of that as well. Actually something in Helsingborg now also with... with um, uh, the, the jungle park? No, it's the it's the Enneborgsplatsen where we have done this built this um, sound wall together with landscape architects in in Malmo, um, where we have uh, designed this totally new type of wall that's actually have the same effect as a two meter high wall, but this wall is only I think it's one and one meter and ten centimeters I saw or something. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's in in a T special T shape. Um, so that is a product that is, is, I mean, formed and designed by the landscape architects and also have all the, all the, the technical things that need to be there uh, and all taking care of all the inputs from, from our acquisitions. Uh, so it's a really fantastic yeah, product, yeah, actually. Yeah. actually. So Ma Martin, back to the, to, the, um, to the city that, okay, you're reducing the, the engine of the car and installing like the sound sources. What if we cannot install like cities? fully packed we cannot plant trees and have birds and you know in how can we introduce the sound of forest um if that is the special task um or not not introduce the sound of forest but i mean like artificial sound that make us feel less stressed i see i think it's it's uh, i mean we can we can when talking about remix in the city we are using we often use term of of three different uh, categories of sound we have red sounds. It's the sounds that we were talking about earlier. I mean, the traffic sounds. It can also be industry noise and different kinds of noise where we want different kinds of sounds that we want to to increase uh, or yeah to um, exactly lower. Um, and then we have blue sounds, and that is the sounds from humans. I mean, um, sounds that we um, generate ourselves. It can be 
children laughter from a schoolyard, for example. It can also be music from a concert place. It can be a uh, restaurant, an outdoor part of the restaurant. Um, so different kinds of sounds coming from humans. And then we have green sounds that we were talking about, like the bird songs and also wind like and leaves. Like na nature. Nature sounds. I mean, more mechanical sounds, but coming from, from nature in different ways. Um, and I mean, there is different measures that needs to be done depending on what type of soundscape you want to have. Um, so if you want more blue sounds, then we have a, um, another type of... of um, uh, yeah, yeah, then you have to adopt other type of rules. I mean, you have to allow, for example, this square to be an open square where restaurants actually can have their, their seating outside, for example, to get some environment there. Uh, we can have schoolyards that is close to parks, so you actually get some, some leakage from sound from schoolyards into the park. So you can use, I mean, uh, different type of planning to get different types of, of, of sound mixes as well. And also, I mean, I think Malmö is a good example where they have areas where they actually have a little bit less restrictive. Uh, it's actually the same rules, but they are a little bit less restrictive around certain kind of areas in Malmö where they have loud music, for example. Okay. So you can... What's the point there? The point is to, to allow concerts outside, for example. Uh, and that's not something that can, you can do everywhere everywhere yeah. in the city yeah. but have some certain areas i think that is the future as well to have different areas where it's allowed to have outdoor music or bring your own speaker have an almost maybe an outdoor rave at certain <laughs> places but in other places it's it's not uh, allowed because there's another type of like functions, functions. Or, exactly yeah. exactly yeah. i think i know that they have it in in paris they have this um when you move to certain places, you have to agree on that it's a certain type of sounds that will come from the bar, maybe in the okay. in the uh, ground floor ground floor of the house. Mm -hmm. So, so because in Sweden we have some examples of people moving in and then closing down a restaurant in the ground floor because yeah. they are, are annoyed of the sound, mm. and that creates. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I'm also wanting to ask you, like, is it good that our city is so? Uh, Maybe not noisy, but a lot of sounds in a city, or a silent city is a good city for us. We used to talk about that that silence is nothing to aim for, really, and that yes, and that is because that is the crazy thing when when you're working with sound, it's always about like try to lower all the sounds that I mean, coming from the municipality, it's it's always like this uh, we need to have this area quieter. But we like to turn that question around and talk about what type of sounds do we want to hear? I mean, are we aiming for a quiet city? I mean, sounds is also life. I mean, exactly. if, it's, if a city is living, then yeah. it's a lot of sounds. Yeah. So, I mean, we cannot just put, put uh, a sordine, I don't know if that is an English word, but a sordine on the to total city and think that that is a good place to be because that's also a, 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 almost a dead city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we need to encourage sound, but we need to encourage the right type of sound. And that's why I'm talking about the noise being just a consequence of other type of decision. It's not sounds that are, are designed for your ears. It's something else. But I mean, people talking or music or these kinds of sounds, it's just bring, makes the environment come to life. I mean, of course. So instead, you mean, instead of talking about how can we kill the sound and make it so silent and 
city or area, but talk, let's talk about remove the unnecessary sounds that we may be disturbed about somehow. Exactly, exactly. And just maybe, I mean, we don't need to rewrite the whole soundscape. It's also <laughs> a little bit like lowering these sounds that we talked about, the red sounds, but also enhancing a little bit of the green sounds by planting different things. So thinking about what type of sounds that are generated in this environment. And also uh, enhancing the the blue sounds as well, and think about how to tolerate a little bit more about around human sounds. Yeah. Uh, so. Do you have like a magical recipe? Like, okay, this is so much of a blue, so much of a green, so much of red. I wish, I wish there was, <laughs> but but it doesn't. I think that you you need to go to every certain place and and think about that. We we did a, a sound study in in Helsingborg as well, um, where we went around and made a grid of, uh, of um, the city park. So we made a grid, and in every single point, we both listened to the city, but also measured the different sound levels. And then we got different colored sound maps. I mean, we got a blue map, a green, and a red map. And then we can compare these maps and see what type of sounds there are at certain, certain places in the park. And then we also slept in the park. We put up hammocks. Really? Yeah. So we were three persons sleeping in uh, the city park of Helsingborg and listening to the park at night because this was super interesting to to compare the soundscape at night to the soundscape during the day and how actually also like the, the, the traffic sounds become something that is actually have a part in the night soundscape because then it's something that actually tells you something. It's a car coming or something. During the day, it's just noise because the, the car sound can be of value. If you're on the countryside, for example, living in a small cottage and then you hear a sound of a car, that's really important. I yeah, mean, yeah. That someone is coming. Mm. But in the city, these kind of information is, that, that doesn't say anything to us. Yeah. So our, our brain is helping it's another us. another context, to, yeah. Exactly. And the brain is helping us to, to, to filter it out. So, so then we made this grid and then we have these different type of maps and then we can also see where in the park that people liked to spend their time and see what type of sounds, what type of sound mix is it at that specific place uh, and, and got some, some value and good information from that uh, as well. So, but it's, it's, uh, I think it's hard to say like 34% red sounds and okay, 32% like, blue. Because it's like content, context based. Exactly. How do you do the observations and and measure the sound and so on? Do you have like specific tools? We have yes, we have a lot of, of of tools to to measure the sound levels. But when it comes to the quality of the sound, yeah, you need to have a, actually a focus group. Focus group. Uh, so so people going around and listening, and and also you can have a trained group, uh, but you can also have a not trained group. I mean, I mean, this is normal. UX uh, <laughs> like try out things, uh, but it's it's um, you can do it in different ways. But it's it's hard to get around the like focus group thing when it comes to the quality of it. Do you um, like do you prepare how to say? Or like when you when you go out in the city, is it disturbing for you because like you work with sound, and a lot of like city is also. It's a big arena stage for different sounds. 
is it disturbing for you because you need to think of or you think about every single sound oh how can i fix this or oh, what mean, to, uh, yeah, yeah. you know like okay. if when you are an architect you maybe go and reflect about the buildings materials and so on how is it for you uh, uh, it's a good question i mean not so much in this i, I can be i can be annoyed in different ways <laughs> <laughs> A lot of different ways, maybe. but it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. Um, it's. I always think about that when when something is really really loud. Uh, I think the the craziness of having really loud sounds in the city, and and try to find the equivalent in the visual world is almost like someone came up to you with a big flash or something that flashes you in the eyes, and then you have to like yeah. I mean, close your eyes for 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 a minute, and then you can open them again. It's like, why why is it like this? I mean, why why can we go on like polluting the soundscape? But it's when it comes to visual things, we're much more we notice much more differences. Um, so sometimes I think about that, but at the same time, I mean, I love sound. I also actually love traffic sounds as well. I love the sound of the city. I I think it's a it, for a city to be vibrant, it yeah. needs to have a certain yeah. type of soundscape. Yeah. So, so I, I, I mean, I get more stressed when I get to a totally quiet. <laughs> Same here, actually. Yeah, Same yeah. here. Like I think because you're like into the urban and sound. I'm originally I'm from Baghdad. Yeah. And they're like the city never uh, quiet. No, no, like no. always, always. You know, yeah. like people do uh, their uh, weddings in the street. Oh. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. as you you hear every everything. Yeah. yeah. We moved to Sweden. We moved to Helsingborg, actually. Yeah. And then, you know, like Sweden, there is nature and a beautiful forest and so on. And it's super quiet. Yeah, yeah. And figure, yeah. so we, like me and my parents, <laughs> they kind of uh, started to get crazy, you yeah. know, <laughs> because like it's super quiet here. We are not used to. Were you stressed? Yeah, I was stressed. I was like, uh, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What, what should I do? You know, like we... we we put the volume of the TV like higher, yeah. and we when we talk also like we just like it feels like we are in nowhere alone. And yes, I see. I see. So I, I get this feeling now yeah. when you talk. Like, but it's it's and and also I think that the questions you have like is it good with noise in the city? I mean, in certain ways, it's also masking. I mean, if if everything is quiet, then it becomes really disturbing if someone is like just raising his their voice like oh one no someone is speaking up but if it's if it's a, a quite whole threshold of noise then it's no no problem because everything blends in exactly so it becomes this like library effect we used to speak about the library effect it's also what, what is it it's also it's it's the effect of i mean when, when you are at the library and everybody's so quiet if i just put down my coffee cup like this it annoys you because it's so quiet here yeah and you're doing something anti Exactly, anti anti whatever everybody else is doing, but the, also the quietness is so it's so dominating. So you cannot. I mean, if you just put out your share or something, it's really irritating. That's true. So if you create that type of environment for an office, example, then the office is, becomes too quiet. Then you need to add sound masking, for example. Then you need to add sounds because otherwise people will feel disturbed because. All these small sounds is actually interrupting them all the time. Okay, so sound masking is like to to cover the quite or exactly to cover all these small sounds. So we are doing it. For example, we are are putting in uh, different kinds of of sounds of nature that's filtered in certain ways to to 
actually increasing the the sound level at offices. Okay. So it's not to, to create this awkward silence, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. The awkward silence is the, the right word for it. So, so uh, and it's, it's, it's funny that it's actually, it's a problem that we have two quiet environments uh, <laughs> because then it's like, that also becomes a problem. So, so yeah. yeah. Did you usually go to the library? Do you mean me as a person? Yeah. Yes, I love to go to the library. I yeah. love books. I'm, I'm a big reader, so I also have uh, different book clubs. So really, yeah. So we have like, um, so I'm often at the library. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like it's interesting that because this uh, quiet environment also change our behavior. Like when you're in the library, you are so uh, careful with every movement you do. You don't want to 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 make something noisy. Exactly. So, like, even like with the sound, you can control people somehow. Yes, and that, that's the thing. I mean, also the, referring to what you are doing as well, how to program places and environments. I think the library is a super good example of how to behave at a certain place, mm -hmm. and how you like guide people to behave in a certain ways, or like push people almost to behave in a certain way. I mean, in, in libraries, totally, totally, everybody knows that we should be quiet. So. And you can almost create that in an outdoor environment as well, in certain ways. But it's um, so so. Um, yeah, you can encourage people to be, I think, more both more lively and more more loud, but also encourage them to be more more quiet and silent. It's like in the in the in the football stadium or nightclubs, you know, when uh, you you encourage exactly people okay let's make some noise exactly and everyone go crazy yes and we're actually doing it as well with acoustics i mean it's really important to have the right acoustics for arenas like that i have a lot of colleagues working with that yeah because if it's the bad acoustics it feels like you're only like 100 persons there but ah. the, maybe the crowd is still like 10,000 but you okay. don't hear that because what what is like right acoustic is it material or how, what do you mean i i uh, this is not my field okay. so i have to turn to my my colleagues around it but you you are like a new episode yeah, exactly new episode i can really recommend people doing this uh, they're doing it for the avicii arena for example right now uh so it's it's really interesting to look at so give us like a, just a short highlight so before i talk with them they are you could say that they are designing the acoustics in the way that the crowd should feel that they are large. Like the, the I mean, they are large, so they should also feel that they are large. So, yeah. so, uh, so, and that it's, it's a lot up to the acoustics of the environment. Um, and you have the special circumstances with, with every Arena, it's round and it's, that is kind of a special type of shape for sound. So, um, but it's, it's, Super interesting yeah. subject, and I think uh, I have a um, my um, colleague Sebastian is is really really good at this. So yeah. so maybe I should talk to him. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? I have an idea. I wanted to talk with you about it. Um, now when I'm taking the train from Afri back home, so uh, I usually put on my AirPods and activate noise cancellation, which means that uh, masking. Exactly. No, it's actually not masking. It's or it's uh it's reversing it's recording the signal yeah and then reversing it and playing it 180 uh it's not degrees but it's it's shifting um, yeah it's 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 shifting the the waveform and playing that waveform back to to you so it's actually um like uh, balancing and zero like. exactly zeroing the sound 
through through um, it's not a recording, but it's 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 go th- goes through a special processor and then it's playing it out again and then it s- uh, zeroes it out. Yeah, because because okay, so masking when you introduce a new sound and put it over a, an environment. Exactly, you and mask something. Yeah, yeah, and cancellation is something else, right? right. So can we can we scale this up in our cities? Let's say um, we have a specific area and we want it super quiet, or or no, let's say let's do it like this. Uh, there is a, a residential area, people living there, and next to it there is like a nightclub area. Can we do somehow that put a very big noise cancellation? Is it possible? I think if you have the patent for that, I think it would, you, it would be <laughs> super super rich. I think it's 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 actually something that is is there's a lot of research going on on that field, but the very difficult thing with this is that you need to have total control over the sound in your headphones. You know exactly the length of the waveform hitting your ear, so it's much more easy. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's it's easier to calculate how to reverse how to reverse it. If you start to think about it, when you're in the middle of a environment in the city and you have sounds coming from all angles, yes, you had to play speakers in all these angles to to reverse everything you hear. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's, it wouldn't be enough because it's almost always new angles all the time, and yeah. the sound is always so bouncing around. So it's a totally different thing to make that happen in an open environment than to the closed environment that is in your headphones. Then we need to build a bubble. You need to, exactly, <laughs> you have to live in a bubble. But yeah. Maybe that's okay. <laughs> then you can control your own sound environment. Yeah. <laughs> then like literally in, the, in a bubble. Exactly. exactly. What, what is your like biggest challenges when you work with different projects? Like the main challenges you face? I, I mean, I, I my, my, I'm, I'm, I'm a creative director for, for Efteklang, and Efteklang is 140 people working with sound. So a lot of sound nerds uh, <laughs> at one place. And we have, uh, it's actually the world's largest sound house, I would say. So, Amazing. Yes, it's, a, it's the largest gathering of sound experts in all these different fields. So uh, That sounds I, good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. Pun intended. Exactly. It's uh, so. I mean, we we are we are having all these different type of of um, experts in sound. We have, you could say, we have five different five different rooms in this sound house. We have acoustics, we have noise, we have vibration, we have sound design, and we have studio. And all these experts are working in their own rooms but often they also come out to kind of a lobby in the sound house you could say and in that lobby we can actually take on these special type of products that is that needs expertise from all these different aspects and these products are often the things that i take care of to be like to manage these often global projects where you need different expertise from different areas and it can be, I mean, it can be different things. It can be both like community noise things or sound designs for, or like this playground in Helsingborg, for example, that we were designing the sound for the playground, but we also need to calculate them all the noise around. So we have to build I mean, noise walls around the, the, the playground. So we have different experts from the community noise section, but also from the sound designers and the studio. 
It can also be like the project we have now with, with Asa Bloy and Yale, where we are creating um, sound profile around the Yale brand. And from that sound profile, we can then produce all the sounds that you hear in the digital products. Yale is doing uh, locks, for example, electronic locks. So all the beeping sounds that you hear from that lock is also something that should be of a certain quality and also something that's be connected to the brand. And for this, these projects, we actually had this large group of people, a lot, lot of like hardware specialists that can go down and investigate on the certain speaker in the hardware product, for example. We can also look at the signal chain coming from the, the memory card and the, the, the media player going through all the way to the speaker and how the speaker is placed and all the things like that. And then we have the sound designers that are working with like doing the right type of waveforms and mastering for that specific speaker. And then we have people like me holding this process and also coming up with a creative concept around it and also being charged of the, the quality of what comes up of the project. So um, that is something that also so needs expertise from all these, these different rooms. So I would say the biggest challenge, but also the most fun, fun thing to work at is to combine all these different these aspects of working with sound and to also bring all these, all these skills to the table, but also meeting all these different persons from the client, but also maybe have a hard time to communicate. Maybe it's the marketing team talking to the product team and some technicians, and they're all at the same table, but how can we speak about the same thing? How can we come up with, with almost like a language so we can talk about exactly the same thing and also everybody knows the importance of what we're doing. Um, so that is the, the, the most fun thing, but also the most complicated thing in, in what I'm doing, I think. Yeah. So by the way, because when we start to talk about the story, we jump directly into the cities and sound. I, we left the story next to when you had, when you became five people. And now, and, and like all the mentioned project is like with Efter Klang, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now I, I want you to take us back in time and okay, you were five people. Yes. And what happened after? Um, we were, um, after we did Emporia and the soundscape for Emporia, we won also Red Dot Award actually for that soundscape and for that concept that we have there. And that took us around the world. We did a lot of projects in, in Moscow, in Kuala Lumpur. We did projects in Kiev as well and, uh, and uh, in Milan. So a lot of different uh, physical spaces. Um, worked with IKEA a lot, for example, and Icano or these, these shopping centers. Um, so um, we were round pretty much with with uh, all these these uh, projects and then at uh, 2018 i um actually known uh slatan idnet who was the the formal boss from for efterklang um uh, for a lot of years and we have talked a lot during the years but in 2018 he came with an offer i couldn't refuse <laughs> to start to work with with of sound and vibration that was the name back then and the idea was also to form a new brand around this um and and uh, to create that sound house that we actually have today 
Um, so that journey was to, I couldn't resist it. I just had to, to jump on it. So I started that off young sound of vibration at 2018. And since then I've been here and now it's called Efterklang, uh, but it's, it's, uh, four and a half year ago. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What does it mean? Like Efterklang in English? Efterklang means reverberation in, in, uh, English. So it's both. It's a, it's a term we use a lot when we're working. The acoustics are, are always mes- measuring, afterclang measuring reverberation, but we also feel that it's the imprint that we make on the world, the sound that we are leaving after us when we're finished. It's actually the clang that we are, are leaving. So when we have done a good job, we have left the afterclang afterwards okay. to live on. So it's also have a... A higher philosoph- philosophical yeah, meaning yeah, as yeah. well. You, you so. like with the work with like this philosophical and more like a branding, like a story, not only. I think. I mean, I can I can go on and speak a lot around this subject because I think it's being in an engineer, engineering and design context context as we are here at Afri and Efteklang. I think there is room for a lot more creativity. And also almost more poetry, almost, in this context. Because we have all the we have all the skills, we have all the knowledge of how to do things. Um, but to connect things in new ways and also to explain things uh, in a way, I mean the 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 storytelling thing, to explain things in ways that people really understand what we're doing. And also maybe understand, but also get inspired by it so they can take it somewhere else. Then you need to add something to that mix. And that is not something that you can calculate uh, to get. It's actually something that you need to get from another another part of, of something. So I used to talk about a lot about this i mean i'm being the creative director i mean the creative director is kind of a strange uh, role to have maybe <laughs> for an, for an engineering company right. but it's i totally i totally believe that almost like in every context i mean every is much more now into these things and also i think it's it's uh, it's only in the beginning but i think the uh, the the uh, what do you say like the capacity and also the opportunities to develop that part in AFRI is fantastic uh, compared to a lot of other different companies in context. But to to have actually a creative director that can take out some directions around the creativity and also around how to to tell the stories so they are becoming clear to everybody. It's not just like the engineers that understand it. It's it's like everybody's understanding what we're doing. Yes, yeah, everybody. Yes. It's also like telling how to say, because usually the work is done like, okay, architects do their job, sound uh, professionals, lighting professionals, urban designers. But I think the the next or, or the full experience when all these expertise comes together and, 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 and do something together, right? Imagine this is the magic. That's the magic. And that's, yeah. it's also, it can be done. I mean, we can sit at the same table, we can communicate, but yeah. it's to have that special type of form. Yeah. And also a special type of thinking and also a conceptual thinking mm. that is, is not really there yet, but I, I believe that it really can be. 
yeah. but it actually needs some some creative direction because to to, to come there to to lead this to lead this exactly. I, I mean to how to say uh, because usually okay we have uh, experts and that's cool, but in the end like uh, we need always like the, the alpha leaders that really shaping or or, or leading yeah, and then the, taking the team yes exactly. And I mean, it's it's uh, and also creating the platform for it. I think, and, and I think the 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 real I used to talk about a lot after client, but the real strength, the real value we are creating is actually uh, how strong the bonds can be between the different sections. So if you're uh, like a I mean, like an old school engineer and you're not interested in new things or new new ways of doing things, and I am like a like this new uh, weird person working <laughs> with creativity. If we connect in a good way and yeah. create this strong bond, that's the actual value of the whole, of then the whole we, company. Then we so, fully maximize the use of our experience and tools and everything we got. Exactly, exactly. So it's really important that everybody understands, not when we're talking about storytelling, it's not only the client, it's also internally. Everybody yeah, yeah, understands yeah. what we're doing and war, where we're heading. Mm. I mean, both the the people that like to to yeah. visual make visions, but also the people that don't like to make visions. Exactly, they, they should also know what we're having. Yeah, so. we we I'm having this conversation with many actually about like people working with sustainability, let's say people working with inclusion diversity with with any let's say um, profession. Yep. They tell me like ah, but it's very hard to get all the people. I mean, but. It's always like like we have you have early adopters, then the people after, and influencers, and so on. But it's important that you think about your people. Exactly. Not only you go and that's it. No. Just because you understand this, so you think everybody understands this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because the, otherwise, exactly as you said, I mean, you go. Otherwise, if you go and then you turn around, the one nobody oh, behind. You. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's yeah. there because everybody was left at the station. So yeah. you need to go back and exactly. pick everybody up. Yeah. And. I, I totally believe, I mean, Steve Jobs used to talk about that, that creativity is only connecting things. And I totally believe that. I, I actually think that it's, it's the only thing. I mean, and then you can, if you're like me, have been living in a totally different context, like the engineering world, mm. then I can just bring a little bit of that context yeah. into the engineering world and that it's happening things, but it's only just connecting. Exactly. It's only connecting two worlds, actually. Yeah, yeah. So... It's a good thing that you have been somewhere else during I think your whole life. This is, I think this is the almost the best from my perspective. I know like uh, you need people with the same expertise, so you understand what you do, like and it's comfort zone and so on. They understand your process and things goes faster, and this is efficiency. But I think the best thing when you bring somebody else totally out of your field, then just sit and watch the magic. Like let's say I work with with um, children engagement and urban planning and processes. What we usually did before is that, okay, I'm an urban planner, uh, we have children, and we have people from municipality or land developer, and that's it. But now what we do is like bringing a teacher, or like say bringing a a uh, play expert, or Lego foundation. Like people completely that we are not used to work with. Exactly. Just bring people and see how they can influence and make make process and everything so easier and clear and, and, and good, like producing good results. Yes. That's super interesting, a really good example, because it's also everything they do will become interesting. If they don't understand what you're doing, that's interesting. If they totally understand what you're doing, that's also interesting. I mean, it's all these different aspects is of value. And the fun thing when they question, 
uh, why are you as an urban planner doing like this? Mm. It's compl- that's kind of stupid, no? Yeah. And you, you start to question your own process. Ah, okay. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, I, exactly the thing. I, I used to talk about roasting. I love roasting. I love mm. when people get in and just ah, roast yeah, yeah. your projects <laughs> and like pick on everything they can see because it's a good training. I mean, it's a good way to, to understand and also to reevaluate and also see the flaws or see see the value of it so so creating that type of, of feedback uh, culture culture is yeah. really really important as well yeah so, it's also like um, important that we don't fall in love with our product exactly. and but instead of in the result or the the mission or the impact yes so instead of defending it's not like my no. solution exactly. but okay let's do this together somehow so we Super important, and also to to kill darlings. I mean, you have all your special things, your your things that you like you're concepts and exactly that you really really like, and then maybe needs to be taken down by someone yeah, else because by, by the creative director. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know, but it's you, yeah. Do you kill a lot of darlings? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. What is your style like in giving feedback? How do you? Are you like the soft uh, person, or no? You you go directly? No. I would say it's maybe it sounds it sounds silly when you're working with sound, but I I I see myself as a uh, as a listener. I really like the listening skill, uh, and I think that is the the uh, most important thing for me personally to be a good listener. Um, so I think I hope in the processes that I am a good listener as well. But sometimes I, I maybe have some experience and need to to say things, but but also to always listen to things and also listen to new ideas. Um, and also, when you're working with sound, it's often like this: that wow, you're working with sound. Maybe you should have like bird song in the entrance, for example. And then came up with these new ideas in their world because they have never thought about sound before. And then you need to be really polite and listening to people, yeah. but also maybe say that, okay, this is something we have tried out a long time ago, and this works like this and this and this. So not to stop their enthusiasm, but to, but in also, a gentle way, yeah. <laughs> steer them in another direction, maybe. <laughs> so you understand? I mean, yeah, I understand you. Probably, like... probably people will get like inspired by working with sound but they, they can also come up with a lot of ideas that maybe aren't that good <laughs> at the same time so, you'd be like oh this is just so old exactly. <laughs> this is not, not working anymore no it's not working we did that like yeah. back in 2005 yeah. that was the 19th <laughs> exactly exactly but it's uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Do, do you see in like um the future is more heading toward like uh, because we have visual uh, or graphical identity and we have this story or vision of a company, but now is like this. What do you call it? Sound profile or sound? So you can call it audio profile, sound profile, sonic profile. It's it has a lot of names. Um, so as this is something growing up. Yes, yes. The audio branding world is is something that is is um, constantly growing, and I think even more now. I think the, the it had a boom actually with the podcast era starting uh, when we are. We're starting to 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 consume more and more media through our ears. It becomes totally obvious. I mean, maybe you have thought about this well. How how what is my sound brand? How should I start this podcast? What type of music should I use? Should I have some sound effects or all these type of questions? 
And if you're a big brand and maybe have seven, several podcasts and then you have TV commercials as well and that is using voices in different medias, then you start to, we really need to take control over this. So um, um, I think it was, I mean, it actually got a, a boom out of that. Uh, like, I think we'd, we'd prefer to say like maybe six or seven years ago when it started. Um, and now with all these, I mean, it's, it's a difference before, for different areas and different sections. We've got, if we talk about, for example, the smart home that I'm working with a lot now, with products for the, the products for the smart home, then we are starting to talk about how to, uh, what do you say, like um, uh, refurbish? It's not when you you you're putting furniture into a room, and when you, uh, but anyway, you're actually you're actually designing your home sound environment. So you are, are furnishing was the sound word I was looking for. So cut this out if you want to. But when you, you talk about the smart home, for example, and all the product products in the smart home that actually make makes noise and makes sound, then you can start about how to furnish your home with sound. I mean, what type of sounds should I allow in my kitchens, for example? All these beeping sounds are crazy to have actually like have your induction uh, induction oven or stove to beep at you in a really aggressive way as well it's like <laughs> what have i done yeah. i mean i just put a wrong thing on the yeah. on the on the induction and it's like need to ah, you mean all this. yeah yeah like all if you don't close the fridge exactly it's like alarm it's like an alarm going and maybe that's good because the fridge yeah, yeah. Be bad. I mean, but it's not not that loud <laughs> not that loud and also like the microwave oven i mean you you warm some water yeah. and then you know it's ready you don't need to get like <laughs> all the time get repeated announcement <laughs> announcement exactly it's crazy <laughs> so it's like we used to talk about it's like the robotic robotic language it's the the products that are communicating in a With certain us. way it's ah. not it's not your the way that you would like to to have okay, it it's yeah. more like the product way of having it of, of communicating <laughs> yeah so um having a profile around that's around like that and also taking care of all the product that you put out in people's homes and taking care of all the sound impression that these products actually make uh is also taking control over over the audio brand as i say and um and also i mean another thing is like the the metaverse thing i mean going further into that world i think it's also even more even more important to have have control over how how your brand is sounding so there's a lot of i can i can mention i think five more areas but it's 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 uh, i mean the grow the, the the market of this is growing growing time. yeah martin do you see the future uh, is about video or text or sound oh wow um i i mean I think it would be easy to say video because a lot of people are talking about video, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I really think that the sound media has found its place because it's really convenient to to use cold media, as they say. I mean, I, I don't know if you heard the, the description between warm and cold media. No, t- tell me. I, I mean, there's a lot of different aspects of it, but you could say in an, in an easy way, it's like the hot media uh, is something that occupies you totally 
Okay. So you're looking at the screen, listening to the sound, mm. and like being fully concentrated or something. Like a TV? It's like a TV or like your kids sitting on a, with an iPad and ah, watching okay. something and okay. like having all yeah. the attention at one place. Yes. Like, and I mean, the, there's a lot of research around it that like the kids become passive about, about this because they get all the information. Then you put that away and you're like all the different factors gets, goes away and yeah. you don't know what to do. Like, because it's... It's, it's it's like hard to compare to that emotional impact, and then you put it away. And it's like, what is what is this? I mean, it's 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 nothing compared to. Sense. And then you have the cold media that is that you where you take away one factor, so it can be the visual factor that you put away. So, for example, listening to something where you while you're doing something else, mm. it's actually much more fulfilling in yeah. different ways. I mean. Being out running, for example, and listening to something, or, or I mean, being at work, listening to music, and True. doing things like that. So, so I really think that sound has it's, the role to play yeah. also further uh, when it comes to like media and information and things like that. Um, and also, I mean, text will always always be there. It'll stay forever. Yeah, yeah, it will stay yeah. forever. But maybe. Maybe not in in physical books yeah. that much, but uh, but who knows? Maybe we'll get a totally new revival, and everybody just throw away their do digital you, things. <laughs> do Do you think there will be a new medium? Like we have sound, we have uh, something completely new. I, I I as all the the AR the AR thing. I think that will it could be called a new media. When you blend in, I mean, speaking of cold and, and, and warm, hot mediums, this is something totally new where you can actually just add things. Mixing. Mix in things. I mean, just thinking about having these all these snapshot filters, for example. Yeah. Going around with glasses where you can add these filters and looking at your colleagues and everybody yeah. would look. I mean, yeah. there's so much, so much thing that could be done yeah, yeah. in these glasses where you like, consume the real world but you just you add a fictional layer over it or informational layer or something so i think that is um that would become a totally new medium in yeah. in a certain way but i mean it will still use the same type of, of storytelling of course and all these old things that have been along all the way so. yeah yeah so um for martin for us like working with urban planning and design like the cool thing is like some people talk about is like building cities on Mars, like on other planets. So this is like wow, yeah. And uh, many experimenting and so on, like leaving the planet completely. Yeah. Is it something like attractive for you to think about? Like, okay, how can we work with the soundscape on on other planets? No, I actually have never thought about about that. Uh, and even now, if you're explaining it, it's not that something that that grabs my attention or or get me inspired um i mean in certain ways it's it's super interesting of course because we're we're starting from scratch and we have like a, <laughs> we don't even have air for the sound to no, sound. no exactly so so it can be interesting to think about but i i also i also feel that i'm the older i get uh, and also working with creativity, I'm not that inspired by creative things because I I know how to do them. I'm more inspired by the engineering part, the the facts, the physical things, the 
all the knowledge around this and how to combine all these aspects in new ways. So like the visionary things and talk about, oh, new planets or new, like that is for me, it's, it's maybe it's, it's a wrong thing to say it's easy to do, but it's, I mean, to, to, to think about it and talk about it, it's quite easy, but to go and be really concrete, really to, to do it, to do it. Exactly. That's the interesting thing to be, to be. Uh, so, okay, so if I understand you correctly, Martin, so you're not really into the conceptual, but you want like the, the, the implementation part. I'm uh, just so so you understand me correctly. I'm super super into the conceptual part, but the the conceptual part is more about taking what we got and adding something to make it more understandable, and then bring it somewhere. Like being uh, totally honest where 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 we are, and then making a good decision on like a vision forward, but not being like totally out there and grab things and thinking in like 10 steps ahead uh because that is in my world it's it's uh, it's easier to do but it's it's uh yeah i mean you can do it in workshops of course but i mean where you put your time you have a certain time to yeah. to work so invest it in something impactful exactly yeah that's yeah. the way yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, does city has like a kind of master planning for sound like we have a master planning for lighting we have a master planning for like uh, a normal master plan or for greenery yes um it's uh without that being my my particular field i wouldn't say that there is i know that it, it's it's certain values that you need to and restrictions you need to follow but apart from that there's no much else so there's nothing that will describe it more in different sections as i talked about earlier um so it's pretty what do you say like um it's pretty analog. I don't know if that's the word, but it's pretty, uh, it's not that um, detailed. Uh, so so uh, there's a lot of, of improvement that, that can be done there. But I'm the wrong guy to speak about it, speak to about it, because there's people that have a lot more knowledge about it. I, I, you know what? There is something cool. I love that you're the creative director. At the same time, you say, no, this is not like my my area and i'm not like the expert here even if like you're the creative director it's you mean the expert on uh, let's say like now i or about the acoustic for instance you say like talk with him he's a yep, great yep. or like now with the let's say the master planning yes, yes, or yes. yeah yeah yep. yeah that is not by, exactly i mean that, that that's the i think that is the that is the main part of what i'm doing to gather all these experts and from their knowledge, we can then create the concepts or the visionary things. So it's a good thing that I'm, I'm a generalist, not a specialist in these fields. I mean, I, I, can, I can say that I'm a specialist in audio branding and sound design and these things. But for me to start to talk about their fields would just, it's not, uh, it's, it's not the right thing uh, for me to do because I, I will like explain it in a totally too to, to shallow do you say that's a shallow uh, way um so we, we need to talk to them to them directly um but i can when it comes to the creative direction and how we can combine things and all we also can use our knowledge to go somewhere then i can be then I'm, I'm I'm specialist in that field. I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I also appreciate that, that uh, you're like being honest and 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 talk about what you think. Yeah, 
you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So what should many urban planners, urban practitioners listening to you now, what should we stop doing when we plan and design cities from sound perspective? Yes. Um, I think that is, it's, it's really an interesting question and also a, um, a good thing to, to ask yourself. Uh, and from my perspective, I think it's, it's the first thing is to start to think about sound as a qualitative thing and not the quantitative thing, as you don't need only to measure sound levels. You also start to need to think about what type of sounds do we hear and how do these sounds affect us in what way and how can we change these sounds in a certain way. So I think the, the idea of remixing the city is something that you can actually bring into a process of what you're doing and maybe use in other aspects of as well i mean it couldn't maybe it's not only sound that you would remix you can remix visual things or program uh, remix the program for a certain place as well um but 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 to start to think about sound not only in in uh, sound levels but also in in the quality quality and experience <laughs> yes, exactly yep and and what skill or skills you think we should learn as urban practitioners um, I think it's, I think it, you can make a description between hearing and listening. So to start to listen to your environment, not only just hear, but to start to listen to it and also try to think about uh, vocabulary around sounds, how to describe sounds. It can be hard, but there's a lot of, of knowledge around out there uh, that can start to Think about sound as, as something that is that's describable and that you can create maybe uh, that you can start to think about the emotions around sounds and what type of, of uh, effect these type of sounds actually have and when you have that going that type of dialogue you can also start to talk about what things to enhance or what things to to shield out from that that type of environment because I, 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 I mean, I could say a lot of things around this, but I don't think it's a good thing to add too much more on it because it's, it's still a new field for a lot of, of um, urban planners, for example. So just to start to think about sound and start to describe what type of sound they want to have, it's the first step. And then, then we can take it further with experts or something else. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but uh, <laughs> just to, to, to think about the, the needs for, for uh, working with sound. So. And uh, Martin, if you get $1 million and uh, you invest it in a project within city, like city development or anything related to this, so on what kind of project will you invest your money? Um, I think it's a, it's a really interesting question. I, 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 um, the first thing that comes to mind is actually playgrounds. I mean, a lot of more playgrounds and also playgrounds for adults, actually. I mean, to, to having, to making a city more playful in, in different ways. And to these playgrounds, you can, of course, add sounds, but I wouldn't invest one million dollars in only sounds for the city i don't think that would be a good thing okay. because sound is something that will add things to other types of of, of 
of uh, yeah things to do. So so uh, I think I think I mean speaking about Helsingborg again because both you and I have been there, you have lived there as well. But I think they have done a great job with planning a lot of playgrounds for for the city, and it's actually have an effect on on how people move in the city and how to like integrate different parts of the city together. I mean, all these things. And I think it's a fantastic way of, of um, getting people to, to, to go to experience different parts of the city. So Yeah, and, and it, it actually works. It actually works, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I talked with Martin Hadmir, yep. um, I think head of landscape yep. architect yep. in uh, Helsingborg. And Helsingborg, like they have a plan that they um, work with playgrounds as as an element to to get people meet each other and to break segregation and so on. And uh, we we men, me and family we live in an area, and after they built this a new playground with dinosaurs theme, and we start actually to see new people coming, and we start to talk with them. They talk with us and so on. So it's like it really works. And it's so smart, right? Yeah, it's super smart, exactly. Instead of gentrification yes, and all this, yes, like all this, I mean, good thoughts, but hard to to yeah, yeah. do something about. Yeah, and also this, I mean, having the kids, you know, the the will of a kid is hard to resist. So if a kid <laughs> is like, I want to go to that dinosaur park, you cannot say anything. You need to go there. So I mean, and it's uh, the super the super fun is also like the adults can play as well. Yeah, yeah. On the same play equipment, yeah, yeah. which is great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is a good quote. I think it was um, David Lynch, like the the film director, who said, "Like when you grow up, you think that you have control over things, but it's just that your like your your ability to imagine has just gone smaller. So it's like like you're you're just become." like less good of imagining things and less less fantasy so it's actually the kids that have the most fantasy and have the most thoughts and then you become older it's like you're narrowing your brain so you you think that you become smart and become like, not true exactly it's so, so it's just it's, it's quite funny that you're celebrating that you think that you have control over things but it's just that your your mind is just more narrow so into the box exactly into the box yeah. So I think it's it's a good thing for everyone to have have places that you can experiment with things. So that's true. That's true. And uh, I'm I'm really enjoying this conversation. We're talking about about sound and everything. And I love also to talk about people behind the the big project, the awards that uh, we see, and uh, amazing uh, things you're doing. So you're you're as a creative director, you and you're a leader. What? Do you want people to say about you, or to read about you, or to to hear about you, or to to listen about you, hundred year hundred years from now? I I think actually going back to the listening thing, uh, I I would like I would just be proud if if people would say that he was a good listener. Um, that's pretty much it, actually. What is, what is what is a good listener? What is a good listener? I think I mean at, at two. I think it's 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 kind of the most powerful thing we have uh, to be able to listen to to what people really mean and to hear the details and what people express uh, and to find value in these things and to build on. So it's really a skill to master, uh, and maybe it can take a lifetime to really understand 
understand people, and maybe we don't never understand each other. But but uh, to be, I mean, it's it's of course it's a, a pun working with with sound. It's to be a good listener. But I think so also for 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 every type of relation or work uh, environments, listening is the key. And there's a lot of lot of things going on in the world where there's no absolutely no listening at all. It feels like it's like only shouting or only competing how high you can how loud you can scream so it's also a sustainability thing i think just to to go back to listening to each other um and of course i mean it's a part of what i'm doing as well but but it's it's um i would like to be remembered as a good listener as a good listener yeah yeah interesting can you lead by sound can you lead your team by only sound Yes, I can make him dance. <laughs> we actually have a we have a we have every every Friday we have lunch disco. Really? We have in Malmo we have uh, we have one song, the twelve o'clock. Everyone we just play this song really loud, so everyone that wants to, of course, okay. gather join in this room and we dance in silence, just listening to music in silence for for like three minutes for this song. And then the important of it is that afterwards nobody speaks about it. So we just go back to our places or go to lunch. But you haven't, you cannot comment it because then it becomes off awkward if you like stand in the room and like, oh, what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. was this? Then it's super awkward. So it's just like a praying, but now you go dance and then you go out. Exactly, exactly the same thing. You go dance and then you go out because then it feels like you're just taking a glass of wine or something. You get really, really in the good mood. This is really crazy. This is the first time I hear about something like this. Like usual, okay, silent disco, but then after you go, you talk about it. Exactly. You, should, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't talk about it. That's the important thing. Yeah, just just do it. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like a prayer or something. It's, That's it's the same interesting. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so the question is, can you as a leader, as a creative director, lead your team by only sound, like only, let's say, talking on phone? Or like sending voice messages, no emailing, and no meetings, no digital meetings. Do you understand my question? Yeah, I understand. But it's also super awkward to just send out <laughs> I mean, voice messages. You just dance three minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then... yeah, yeah, that's awkward as well. But I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you mean I like, like I should like sit in a in a house and just record things yeah. on my phone and just send them. Yeah, and then people would act on them. Yeah, or or rece- receiving like voice messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you, will you manage? Will you manage the business? <laughs> exactly. Maybe I should try that. Uh, I don't know. I think. I mean, uh, as you talked about earlier, like the future of what type of media is the future. I think that a voice recording says so much more than the written word. So I mean, if you record something and you listen to it. It's so much more details than just the same uh, words on a paper. Reading on email. Exactly, exactly. But I, with that said, I never send any voice recordings to my colleagues. So maybe I should start doing it. Um, try on Teams. Yeah, I can try on Teams. Exactly. Have you done that? Yeah. Really? Yeah, we are doing it. Really? Yes. <laughs> How in, in like what? like a voice message instead of sending email like Hey, uh, hey, Johanna, uh, I did this, this. Uh, let me know what do you think about this. Oh wow! Is this much more effective? Than- yeah, I, at least like uh, Hannah will understand that I'm not uh, um, angry or, no. or uh, not liking her. Uh, exactly. 
So she she experienced my uh, emotions. The nuances well. gets through, right? Yeah, yeah. Instead uh, of like, "Hey, Hannah, I I appreciate your your work. Can you change this?" Yes, I promise. I will try it. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, two things now. Name a project or a thing that you you did in your career you're super proud of, and then name something that you did and you regret. Okay. So I have a, I mean, speaking about darlings, but I have, <laughs> I have a project, the heart and mind sound concept that we did for a conference in Malmö called The Conference, actually. Uh, it's a fantastic name. <laughs> Back to the names. <laughs> Back to the names, exactly. <laughs> I call it something else. Yeah. The, the conference <laughs> okay. uh, that we did back in 2018 uh, where we we worked pretty much like a like a fine dining restaurant where you combine different tastes but instead we have three different sounds that we were combining in different ways and i think that turned out really really well um and we have a lot of of uh, like people coming to us in the lobby speaking about that they are like shedding tears but in a happy way and that was like i really like that i really like when you get people emotionally but at the same time you are are uh yeah it's it's something that attaches to the, the environment to the thing that we are are doing um so i'm really proud of that concept and i have i've um thought about it afterwards and how we can take it further and things like that but but that is one thing and then things that i regret speaking about education and things like that i i would love to have a double examiner like from double degree double degree from both like an art school and like a technical university or like an economical school or something but to, to combine these worlds also in my cv <laughs> like on my it would be much easier for me because it's i think it's it's pretty much what i'm doing all the time but it's much easier to just explain them because oh, i have these two <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah. written so here it's written here so that's yeah. why i'm i'm work like this so now i mean after being in this work life for over 20 years i think i'd almost have that education now and now you're teaching now i'm teaching exactly <laughs> but it's it's easier for yeah. everybody to have it on paper so, so true do you do you uh, we have many students listening to us and uh, there is a trend as well like uh, you don't need the college or a university degree to work with your passion and so on just do it by yourself and so on so what what is your reflection about this do you recommend um, students to finish and uh, to study another degree or no like you 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 think this is school is the best uh, no life is the best school yeah 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 it's a really good question i think i mean speaking about creativity it's about connecting things and i think it's a good thing to have one leg in each pond i don't know what the english expression for it is like like being in in a in a certain context but maybe studying a completely different thing and then you combine these two into your special skill so i would totally encourage people to finish what they are studying but maybe not to only study the thing that they are really passionate about just to maybe have the passionate thing maybe that is something that they will 
developed by their own and they can study something else something else yeah. to 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 uh, balance that up uh, and then become unique in what they the skill that they actually have so yeah. so uh, i would i would i'm totally for education education yes. yeah yeah but i think there's there's also but i mean it, it depends who's asking i mean for for a, a large company like afri i think there's a good thing to also hire people that don't have education so just have have like the what do you call it the handcraft exactly handcraft and, and also have like the the ta- talent what? talent yeah. yeah skills or talent or 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 like uh, or like have, i mean need some proofs maybe of, of what people are, are doing but i mean uh it shouldn't be uh a necessity to have an education because i think there's a lot of talent out there that don't have the the, yeah. the, the right type of degrees so but you you shouldn't underestimate it i think it's a good thing to have mm-hmm. and uh martin if you will choose to be another object or a creator but not like uh, martin the human the person what will you choose to be and why I think <laughs> it's, a, it's a super good question, and I, as a as a creative person, should be able to answer it. But I, 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 I mean, I, uh, I think it's it's I, I, the the thing that it comes to mind. It's it's an animal that is is uh, good at listening as well. I mean, to have the special listening skills. Like, Which animal like, then? I don't know. I mean. The, Is it a, a bat or something or like a... Yeah, but they are listening not as a, for listening. No, they're listening for to, to, <laughs> to move. To move. <laughs> exactly. So that maybe um, totally wrong. But okay, an animal that good in listening. Exactly. Uh, would be interesting uh, to have super, super ears. Okay, like elephants. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they are listening, listening. No, maybe, but elephants, I'm a, I'm a big person, so maybe elephants... Is... <laughs> It's the right type of animal for me as well. Okay. <laughs> What are your hobbies? Oh, um, I have too many hobbies, actually. Um, I, um, I mean, obviously, music is my biggest passion in life. So it goes both from work, but also for my spare time. I use music and I'm... I'm DJing still, and I'm also going to a lot of of electronic, mainly electronic, but also other types of classical concerts as well, and also being out on on a lot of clubs. I mean, we are we had this conference in Copenhagen this weekend with with Efteklang, and we ended up in a techno club at like <laughs> five, we were closing that place at five o'clock, and that is the <laughs> I was thinking about that. That is the a fantastic place for me to be in the middle of a dance floor with this music that is produced and prepared for that special type of sound system and and the environment and all these people dancing and like like uh, unite with these people yeah. only through music it's a it's a fantastic thing and i will never grow old for that i will be like 80 still on the techno dance floor <laughs> i think so so uh, that is a big hobby but also reading books i mean I, I'm, i'm super into to books um had as i said i had two two book clubs one with uh, friends and another one with my dad and his his brother actually so there's two guys pushing 80 and we have like this digital book club which is a fantastic a fantastic way to to learn to know people in... what kind what kind of book do you read now 
everything with like um it's both fiction and also non-fiction of course but it's um uh you mean in the book clubs or, or yeah, just like, for yeah, yeah like in general not in general you. You read about I'm, like sound in the city and so. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only. Or you have enough in the world. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's actually I have a, a, a. I'm reading the uncontrollability of the world. It's um, so sociology professor called Hartmut Rosa who is talking about how to how to resonate with the world. It's super interesting. It's really a, a book, um, what do you say, like a recommendation for yeah. everybody who's also, I think, working with urban planning. I think okay. it's ru- super interesting because... Yeah, we like to control the world, so... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You want, but, but I, think, I think that's the, 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 the special thing. You like to control the world, but we cannot control the world. No, no. And also, if we can control the world, we lose all the resonance with the world. I mean... I mean, just the easy example is like if you know the ending of a movie, yeah. the movie becomes yeah, it's boring. Exactly, becomes boring. Yeah. So we have a lot of 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 um, areas where we need to have some uncertainty. Yeah, just leave it for the what do you call it? Dyna- not dynamic, like more spontaneous. Exactly, spontaneous, and also maybe have have like uh, activities going on in a certain place that you don't maybe want to be there, but. Still, it's like living in the city attracts different meetings, attracts different people. So, not every meeting would be like the, the f- most beautiful meeting in the world. It can can be adult meetings as well. So, I think that is is really a good thing to think about for everybody, actually, and also working with media, of course, and storytelling and things like that. And also read uh, Knauskord now, uh, the Morning Star with Knauskord. It's a fantastic book, uh, but it's a, a novel. You're, you're reading, not listening. No, reading. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I'm, I'm listening so it's much. It's interesting so. stereotype we have. Okay, you, he is a sound guy, then everything in his life about sound, like communicating with voice messages, reading, and so on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I have to balance it out, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I love reading old school physical books. Yeah. Interesting. Amazing. So uh, now we are moving to, to the last section of this episode and if you don't mind I will make a video of you put it on Instagram yeah yeah sure yes before we do that I um, when I started working at Avery I connected with you on LinkedIn and I'd be like wow cool I'm connected with the creative director nice this is big and then I see a video on LinkedIn you're like playing music with meatballs I'd be like what (laughs) (laughs) what is he doing (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. this is too creative (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> what what, what was it? <laughs> it was just. Uh, it was actually. Uh, I mean, uh, an experiment as well. I mean, <laughs> to put it on LinkedIn. I don't know if that, I don't, still don't know if that is the platform for it. I, it's I mean, fun. No, it is fun. It's like. I mean, yeah, it's the right one. I'm doing a lot. I mean, being in this this lab that I'm in, also at office, we are doing a lot of different experiments. Um, so this is just an experiment. It's it's super fun that you can actually attach. Everything that it's that where where electricity can travel through, you can attach sound to. So in this case, it was meatballs in a frying pan. So and it's also we shopped up a song about meatballs. So I'm playing a song about meatballs on meatballs. So which becomes this meta <laughs> meta thing. That was, I thought, but when I did it, it was I, like this is actually quite fun so i need to put it out somewhere yeah and it's uh we ha- i have done a lot of different like with bananas as well and things like that but it's it's 
But it's also, I mean, on a serious level, it's actually, it actually happens things when you experiment in that way. You can start to think of things in new ways. And I've actually got some, some, some projects through this because people <laughs> was like, right. okay, we can, if you can play on meatballs, can we play on bigger physical things for a playground, for example, or can we make something in an office that you can be interactive with? And I mean, it's, things are happening. Um, it works. So, I mean, it works in some kind of way, but it's also super... It, it yeah. works on Meatballs. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but it's actually, it's, it's so fun. We, had, we also did, we attach sound to a chess game. Yeah. And then we have super big speakers. Yeah. So every time you lift uh, uh, a thing and you put it down, it was like... <laughs> so you're afraid of playing exactly so we're almost afraid and you have this super loud yeah. sound system so it was and it was really you created this tension around the game yeah. because everything was sound effects where you were trying to move things that's so, so fun. it's also fun to to yeah shift yeah. the perspectives from, yeah from yeah so now it's uh, the last part and first uh, three questions the first one is that you give a message to yourself um yes I didn't know it's a bra for maybe it's too unprofessional but uh, um okay um message to myself i um i i actually think i i need to don't get too um emotionally attached to people i work with because i always feel like i'm almost almost in a band with the people i'm working with so when people are quitting and when things are changing i feel like on an emotional level like uh disturbed <laughs> with it so and i also think that i i don't want to work in another way i, I that's the way I'm, I'm working with this is me but also it becomes pretty uh yeah it becomes can become complicated as well so yeah, yeah. yeah. so like you're attached to your team emotionally as well not only as a like a working uh... no exactly it feels like friends and it feels like like a oh, i mean a band like we're, we're in this together and we're doing this and we're like uh, i really like that type of crunch work as well to sit some long hours or maybe even work nights sometimes to get things finished and like presenting things in the in the morning and okay. do so so uh, but it's sometimes it's not a good way to work i think but it's uh, it's hard to change uh, so martin give me and the listeners three takeaway messages okay um number one start to listen instead of hear try to understand what you are hearing and think about how you can do something about it number two start to th see creativity as connecting things then it becomes much less challenging and everybody can be a creator uh, just to combine two things in a new way is actually a creative act number three dance use music as something that uh, enhances you and gets you gets 
gives you energy. Um, and maybe use that Friday disco thing to just have one song every Friday lunch to dance to, but never talk about it afterwards. This is... <laughs> I think I will go for the third one as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the last question in this episode that uh, is going to be you asking it. So what is your question to us? Hmm. Um, I think the question, speaking about the creativity thing, what is your two areas that you can combine that makes you unique? Thank you so much, Martin. I'm really happy. This is one of the funniest episodes in this uh, podcast. I, I really enjoy it. Thanks for being yourself. Thanks for sharing a lot of stories with us. And uh, I fo- as I mentioned, I-, I follow you on LinkedIn and I'm really enjoying learning a lot. So thank you so much for sharing your uh, knowledge and thank you so much for uh, being a wonderful guest. Thank you, Mustafa. Great being here. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. You learned something new and also got inspired by the guest. Don't forget to share the episode on your social media and recommend it to people you think they are really interested in this topic. Thank you so much again for giving your valuable time to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif. Keep up the good work. Keep loving cities.